Are you ready to listen to a podcast? This is TripleYourClients.com with your host, Andy Brown. Find, subscribe, and listen. Expert marketing advice to triple your clients today. Now you can start listening. Welcome to episode 60 of the TripleYourClients.com podcast. And you're wondering where I've been, haven't you? (laughs) I can't believe it. It was June the 8th. 2015 the last episode episode 59 and here we are episode 60 i was so consistent it was part of my goals in 2015 to release a show every week and i was doing it on the sunday so it was ready for you at 8 a.m on a monday and it all went a bit pear-shaped in june Uh, I was experimenting a bit, if you remember. It was a bit of chat, and also some of the recent shows were more about AdWords specifically, and I wasn't so random. And, um, yeah, I guess other things got in the way. My business grew, got more and more clients. Uh, As you probably also know, I now completely focus on AdWords clients, so I had to take complete control of that. But I love the podcast, so why did I stop? And it brought in business. I had lots of different conversations with people. I met new people through it. So it was it was stupid to do that. And I went to a conference in September, the Content Marketing Academy conference organized by a good friend, Chris Marr. And we had a keynote speaker who was Marcus Sheridan. And uh, uh, he's brilliant. You've got to check him out. Um, and I actually had the opportunity to have dinner with him the night before, which is brilliant. Then he, then he did a workshop the next day and then he did a keynote and it's all about content marketing. And I sat there thinking, I started the podcast and now <laughs> why did I stop it? And, uh, yeah, and Chris, uh, Chris had a podcast and he stopped here. So we didn't, we didn't agree to stop at the same time, but I think we had other things on our plate. Well, Chris organized the conference. So he had a lot on it, a lot on his plate and he, and he's just started his podcast and, I kept meaning to, and and here we are. And and I think going forward, it's just going to be basically what's on my mind. Random chat. It is business focused because I spend a lot of my time in business, marketing, content marketing, AdWords. So hopefully there, there's something there for you. And also I'll go off on a tangent and talk about other things that are interesting me, interesting, and they may be of interest to you as well. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, it, it's been successful in the past and uh, hopefully wherever you are, sitting on the train or going for a run, you're going to enjoy what I have to say. If not, there's a million and one other podcast shows out there. It's, it's, it's crazy. My good friend, Colin Gray, Got to check him out if you want to get into podcasting. He's the authority in the UK on the, on the topic of podcasting and where it's going uh, in the next few years. And obviously, it's exploding, and businesses are looking at it to see whether it's a, a viable way to bring in business. And of course, it is. It's just uh, educating them really and uh, finding a way to do it. I keep it very simple. I just have my smartphone here, have a have a mic coming out of it. I use Euphonic, the app there, and it does all the processing for me. I don't really get involved in any more than that. I keep it really simple. Um, and it just means I can minimize the time I actually got to edit because a bit like video editing. I love video, creating a video for YouTube, but it's just the editing afterwards. I mean, I enjoy that, but it just takes a lot of time. One of the things I've got into recently is a guy called Casey Neistack. And this guy is amazing. And I wrote a blog about him on my personal blog, andybrown.org, just about how he actually gets all this video editing done because he does a daily blog. It's, it's amazing. He's based in New York. He's an entrepreneur. 
a, uh, he, he runs around New York on his booster board. <laughs> you, you've got to see it to believe it. Uh, but he, he's a hustler. He, he works so hard. I mean, he, I first discovered him through Gary Vaynerchuk, another guy you've got to check out if you, if you haven't heard of him. Gary Vaynerchuk is, you know, Mr. Motivation when it com- comes to business and always, always ahead of the, head of the curve. Uh, if you want to check out what's happening, particularly in social media. So anyway, Casey, Casey, you know, he, he record his whole day on video and then at nine o'clock at night, he will start editing, go to sleep maybe one o'clock and then get up at four o'clock. I think he operates on like three or four hours sleep. I, I mean, I couldn't do that when I've tried to do that. You know, I'm like a zombie by, by the afternoon, but, and he doesn't produce lame videos. These videos are, are brilliant. They're almost like mini feature films and each, you know, and there'd be five to 10 day, five to 10 day, five to 10 minutes. A video per day and I always check them out sometimes I binge watch I got behind over Christmas and then it was great to come back and just settle down and watch um, probably about eight or nine of the shows in a row on on YouTube on, on the TV and, and that's another thing I, I'm just consuming so much information uh, sort of content entertainment on, on, on YouTube now as opposed to sort of your, your normal TV uh, it's just a sign of the times I think that we look to YouTube and Netflix as as what we used to do with TV, I think that's just just the trend I see. Maybe you can recommend some shows that you're you're watching at the moment. I got into um, Making a Murderer on on Netflix. Absolutely compelling viewing. Uh, make sure you got a weekend or a few nights free if you get into it because you'll be hooked from the first episode. Um, just about a guy that was wrongly convicted, spent eighteen years in prison, uh, came out. Which was which was great, but then a few years later, he got framed for another another murder, and he's now in prison along with his nephew. Uh, it's it's crazy, crazy stuff, but compelling viewing. And um, if you enjoyed the uh, serial podcast, then it'd be right up your your street. Rec- recommend it. So, what else has been going on? I'll tell you one thing that's been going on is standing desk. That's what I've got at the moment. <laughs> I, uh, as you might know, I'm I'm tall. I'm six foot five, and uh, probably like you, if you, you sit at work and you, your back starts playing up, if you decide not to get up after four or five hours, which obviously is very bad for you. And sometimes I do exercise and I come in and I don't know I haven't warmed down properly, and I sit at the desk and I was getting back problems. I've, I mean, I've had back problems all my life, but not really bad ones. And I, I, I sort it out fairly regularly. I just have to be mindful of my back. But a lot of my friends have got stand-up desks, and the one one was actually upgrading and uh, had one that I could uh, buy for a bargain off him. So I took the advantage, so I've set it up, and it's perfect. I thoroughly enjoy it. So I never thought I'd get one, and, uh, and there, there you have it. It's not like I use it all the time, but maybe 15 or 20 minutes in the day I decide to stand up at it uh if i have done exercise i come in and, and use in standing up version afterwards i'll tell you tell you what it does do for you it stops you surfing on all the sort of rubbish social media sites and wasting your time when you're standing up you you work you don't you don't start surfing around because um i don't know well i know what it is you know it's it's it's, it's not painful to stand up obviously but you you kind of you're you're focused on the task you got to do and you want to be productive of your time and, and you just don't you don't flick from one screen to the other you are you're doing the one thing that you want to do if it's work wise so yeah check out a standing desk if 
if you do have back problems, even if you don't, I think it's very good for preventative measures. So I reckon I should give you some of the uh, the business things that I've come across in the last uh, few months, or the last few weeks, actually, that uh, kind of interested interested me. One of them um, was recommended just, just a week ago. It's to do with Google Analytics spam. By, and I don't know if you've come across this because a lot of businesses actually kind of forget their Google Analytics to set it up and never go back to look at it. But if you do go and look at it and you say anything, oh, that's what, fantastic, and you look at your traffic, it can be somewhat disappointing when you drill down to find that a lot of the traffic is from robots and spam. And you can't actually get rid of it, but you can change the way you view it using views within analytics. And you can do it manually, and I have done it manually in the past, and you have to kind of search on Google for ways to, well, for the code that you have to enter into Google Analytics. It's time-consuming, and um, there's there's a bit of technology that you've got to understand what you're doing, and it takes time, like I say. Anyway, LoganX um, have a Google Analytics spam uh, feature. It's free on their website. I'll put a link in the show notes, and all you do is you you basically, you, you go to their website. You have to give your email address, but uh, you confirm that. But straight away, you're given a link, which you click on. It takes you straight into your own analytics account, and it asks you which view do you want to apply the filter to to get a, a, a correct view of your traffic, one without spam. And it does it in seconds, and it just saves you a lot of headaches. And, and seemingly, I'm still new to it, you can go back to it, say a week later or a month later and they would have updated their filter so you don't have to worry about trying to update the filter because there might be a new like any kind of spam you, you, you know new stuff comes along so uh, like i say, i'll put the uh the link in the show notes so i'm finding it uh very useful i'm recommending it to clients and um like i say if you log into your, into your google analytics start drilling down to see who your referrers are there will be spam. Hopefully it's minimal, but it has been increasing. It is something that I was became acutely aware of last year and somewhat frustrated by it all. So I was very pleased to, to see this link recommended by my good friend Chris Marr over at the Content Marketing Academy. Um, AdWords, I guess I should mention a, a, one or two things about AdWords, seeing as it is my... Uh, full-time full-time job one, one thing to be aware of i mean i've only just seen it and uh, I, I don't know it's going to be uh, interesting times is the fact that in some markets we're starting to see four ads at the top um up to now it's been three ads maximum and sometimes one or two or three but never four and if you have four ads at the top and then you might have um a google map or a google location um feature in the result then sometimes that can just take up all the space <laughs> and so someone doesn't actually see an organic search without uh, so they have to then scroll down so it really is dominating the whole space and i think that's i don't know if that's a good or bad thing I mean, it's good for <laughs> people be people say andy you know that's that's great for you because <laughs> people will need to get into adwords so they can appear above the fold on the first page but i don't, I don't like that you know i'm a user of google i want to see a fair fair mix of organic search and also paid search so google are testing this at the moment and i saw an article about it in in the us and i thought nothing of it but then i was searching on a keyword related to a solicitor quite a few legal uh, clients and there it was four, four results at the top i've not seen it since and, and if you do see it then uh, 
well, let me know, take a screenshot, it'd be great to um, analyse it. And uh, I think it will just occur in certain certain uh, industries and certain types of search. The search I did was very specific, where in a way it made sense that you, well, more than other cases that you would want uh, uh, more, more ads, but just because um, you weren't, the search wasn't aimed at, uh, um, you're looking for a business in my search, so ads was okay. I think uh, kind of made sense, but like I say, we'll, we'll see what happens in that space. Um, the other thing I'm testing in AdWords is something called Customer Match, which came, a feature that came in came out around September last year, September October. Customer ma- Match is effectively a way of remarketing to people that you've already done business uh, with because they're on your email list. And quite simply, you get your email list and you uh, export it into a file, a CSV file, and you then import it into AdWords. And then you can just set up some ads and away you go. And if they're on a Google property like uh, Google Maps, YouTube, um, Google itself, any, any of the Google properties, um, Gmail, the, the ads will appear. And... Uh, the theory is obviously because they've done business with you before, then uh, they're going to convert better than, say, cold ads. You know, ads you would have on a, a another ad, sorry, on another website like a, the the websites that uh, you'll see in the display network, like a newspaper website or a forum or whatever other type of website you want to target that is related to the topic of your business. So it's early days, just testing that seeing um, how effective it is. I think it will be effective. Like I say, the theory is that it should convert well better than other forms of uh, marketing. Uh, You can already do this in Facebook. You can import lists in. And and then within Google, it will also create, and I'm sure it does in Facebook, you create a a similar audience based on the characteristics of the list that you import. So if you import 1,000 email addresses, which are all customers of you, then Google will create another similar similar list, and Google Google does that in other aspects of remarketing as well. Uh, you know, if you've got a thousand visitors to your website, then it also will make maybe a list that's ten twenty times bigger sometimes, which it says is a similar list. You have to be very careful, but there's a, there's a lot there's a lot to AdWords rather than just more than just uh, having your ads appear in in the top and side of um, google.com there's so much more than that i've also been experimenting a lot more with uh, youtube and advertising on on there more of that in a in a future show i think so what else what else has been going on in the world of andy brown well you know what i had a really good conversation with an osteopath this morning i won't go into details and it's strange, really, because I don't do any consultancy with osteopaths and chiropractors in, anymore. I do have osteopaths and chiropractors who are clients just for AdWords, but not for the consultancy side. Uh, for my own business, I wanted to narrow down into one service. But I still believe I've got quite a lot of value to offer osteopaths and chiropractors because of a lot of the work I did with um, with them over a couple of years. Lots of examples, real work, real experimentation in marketing. And... Uh, on, on my website, I've got articles about uh, marketing in these fields. And there are forms where you can fill in and ask for a, a strategy meeting or call. And 
on the whole, I, t- I take them. You know, there's nothing I can really gain from it. I guess down the line they might take on AdWords, but really that's a bit of a long shot. That wouldn't be a really good lead generation system for me. But I take them because I, I like to talk to business owners and I like to be frank and say, look, I just want to hear your problems and understand. And, and this osteopath's moving from one location to other to another, and they've got questions about setting up a website and how they're going to market. There's obviously already people in that, in that area. And a really interesting conversation, and I sent an email follow-up afterwards, wished them well. And, you know, they can, obviously we're going to continue the conversation. I have to be careful that I don't um, start <laughs> consulting with them. You know, I'm just keen to help, but I have to be very careful, you know, give one-line answers rather than um, war and peace um, replies. Although the, the reply I gave today was a, was a long one. Uh, and I've made reference to a lot of articles that are on the saleslion.com particularly when I was trying to explain what makes a good website and, and what makes a bad website. And I'll leave some notes in the, um, at least leave some links, sorry, in the show notes as to what makes a good website and what makes a bad website. Uh, some of the articles I sent in this osteopath. But uh, it is interesting. It's sometimes it's difficult to articulate. And uh, Mark Sheridan over at the salesline.com has written some fantastic articles and check put a checklist as well. So you can go through and say, OK, I haven't got a, uh, the right wording on my home page. It is cluttered. The images aren't of the, my staff. They're generic. There's no call to action. There's no testimonials. I mean, the list goes on and on. So this, this was, a, I think, a good reminder for this person that before they jump in, and get a designer on board to, to almost create their own specification of what they need. And I showed them some good examples, in my opinion, of what a website should look like and reminded them of um, some of the key pages. You know, for instance, the, the About page. Uh, it's a real shame when people set up the About page. And, for instance, for an osteopath, it's all about their medical qualifications and no personality. You know, that's what I want to connect with that's you know people buy people unfortunately people miss that point when they're writing the about page it's very stale it's very boring uh so i just showed some examples to uh motivate them and show them that you know this this is what hooks people when they come to your website also photography my good friend julie christie over in carnoustie she has she's a professional photographer and she does headshots. And over the last year of getting to know her, uh, I've become aware of the, the power of a professional headshot. And whilst we can all take photos on our phones and um, publish information online very quickly, you can't beat a professional headshot or someone who's actually going to say, right, we'll go out to a venue. Um, we want to take certain photos that capture your personality, the fun side of you, the serious side of you, ones we're going to post on LinkedIn, ones we're going to post on Facebook, ones we're going to post on, post on your about page. Um, you, you're, not, you're not going to get that if you do it yourself. You do need a professional. And Julie's reminded me of that. And then I, in turn, reminded this osteopath that actually if we looked at all her competitors, no one has really taken that on board. Uh, some of the photography is very poor and none of it shows them actually practicing their um, therapy, their skills, and there's a big, big um, uh, opportunity for them. So that was fun. That was fun. That was a call this morning, and uh, we'll see where that goes. But hopefully, that's given them a, a starting starting point. And uh, 
talking of starting points, we always think of the new year, the new year's resolutions, isn't it? And I, I talked about my goals last year at the beginning of the show in so much. It, one of them was to create lots of park podcasts. I think it was 60 shows, I think. No, no, I think it was 100 shows and I got up to about 60. So sometimes they say it doesn't matter if you fail at your goals because if you fail and just come short, then at least you've done a lot of work towards your target. So that, you know, pat on the back <laughs> back to me there. Well done, Andy. But, you know, you still didn't reach 100 shows. So this year I've come across an app which is called Way of Life, and I've only known about it for a few days, but I really, really like it, and I think it's really going to help me. It was uh, I, I listened to Tim Ferriss' show a lot. Tim Ferriss' podcast is five-star, amazing, love it to bits. Um, re- recently been raving about an interview he did with Jamie Foxx. But um, the show I want to talk about now is, or the episode I want to talk about now, is one he talks about New Year's resolutions. And uh, he, was, he always talks when he does these sort of random shows with Kevin Rose. And Kevin recommended this app called Way of Life. And uh, it's pretty straightforward. You load it up. And you just have to load in the things you want to to achieve next year or consistently do every day. So it might be floss your teeth, drink water, uh, walk 10,000 steps, any sort of habits you want to build. Because I'm a strong believer in habits rather than these resolutions or, the you know, I'm going to do something. And it's, it's all based on willpower. I'm a strong believer that you develop habits. And, and if you fail at a habit one day, it doesn't matter, but you're looking for a trend. And I think that's particularly good particularly um, great about this app that it, it shows you the trend over time by saying yes no each day to whether you achieve something um, it, it, it you can then look at your trends of after a week and a month and a year even even post them online and it gives you um, that graphic to spur you on and, and to give you uh, a summary of what you've done so I'll let you know how I get on with that but it's good way of life so I'm I'm pretty uh, happy with that um, Another app I came across was on Facebook. It was a video shared to me by Jamie Oliver, and the app's called Our Pack, Pact, which is O-U-R-P-A-C-T. That's for parents, and it seems really good. Uh, it's I can imagine that uh, if you've got kids and you want to control the wireless or what what they're seeing at different times, it can be sometimes uh, frustrating and this app allows you to control the time that the wireless is on 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 per per device which is really good so you're not cutting off your own <laughs> wireless while the kids are asleep or should be asleep and also allows you allows them access to different apps at certain times a day so it it seems like you can really dig into uh, control of what's going on on the devices of your kids when they rely on the wireless in your home. So I was particularly impressed with that and shared it with some friends and uh, hopefully they get <laughs> get something from that. Um, Technology-wise, uh, I've, been, I've been rediscovering Snapchat only because Gary Vaynerchuk has been raving about it in the last few days. I've had Snapchat on my phone for a, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe a year or two um, and I don't think I use it much because my friends don't use it much. And also, it's a real headache to understand how to use. Uh, I talked to some of my nephews and uh, f- friends of um, parents and they're, they're 
and sorry, and their kids, and they're using it, teenagers, and they can't believe I don't understand how to use it. I'm always clicking on the wrong button, and oh, oh dear. But I'm really getting to like it now because there's an element of it called story, and some of the brands are really jumping on on this. Um, and I saw this. There's a few golf tournaments last year, the PGA. Um, in America, decided to do a story. And what I mean by that is they record different uh, short bits of video, maybe 10 seconds long through the day, and also images, and you write on top of them. And then you can watch them, or you can watch them at any point in time. But if you watch it at the end of the day, you get like almost like a video of the day, video of the golf tournament, or it could be a concert. concert. I like my darts and the... Um, PDC, the big event in London that's just just finished. They they did something very similar, and you really get um, a get a, get a feel for what it's like to be in the audience at the event because you, they're taking it in the audience, then they're on stage, then they're uh, maybe outside interviewing a player. But it's a really good snapshot, and I, I, I think it's well, everyone's raving about Snapchat, and it isn't definitely isn't just for teenagers anymore. You're going to see more businesses use it. And the valuation, the mental valuation that the company's got at the moment, uh, difficult to justify it. But in a way, if you sort of see where it's heading, the millions and millions of users on there, um, and the demographic is already targeting, it's pretty pretty much like Facebook, really. In so much, it was the college users that were on Facebook to begin with. And then now we've got your 80 year old dad on there and, you know, and everyone between took a few years, but probably that's what's going to happen with Snapchat. So it might be worth playing around with. I, I mean, I haven't really got a business case for it for myself. I'm, I'm just playing with it. And if other friends get on it, then I'll, I'll have a go, but it's, it can get frustrating. You got all these different tools. Where, where are you going to draw the line? But Snapchat definitely making a bit of noise this year. So, I'll tell you what, how, how far are we on? We're on about 25 minutes into the show. That's great. I don't, I don't want to waffle on and <laughs> boy, boy, you're silly. But I'm just going through my notes, just sort of seeing what, what's, what's um, been happening, how I can add value to your business, check out stuff. One, one, maybe we'll finish on this. Um, something called um, Convert Kit, which I came across at the back end of last year. And I, I went crazy about it. I was raving about it, recommending it to people, and uh, and it's it's brilliant. And all and what it is, I better explain what it is. Is an email service provider. So you're probably using Mailchimp at the moment. I've used Aweber for a long time. I didn't think I'd ever change, but when I saw ConvertKit.com, I'll put a link. Also put a link in the show notes. I was amazed because finally came across some software that understood the whole nature of marketing, how it's moved on. So it's not, if you're doing online marketing in the past, you'd give away an ebook, And now we've seen a lot of people having success where they give away a course. Chris Ma does it with his uh, marketing where you get a 10-day course. And uh, ConvertKit allows you to set that up very, very easily. But the major, major difference is if you've got a thousand people in your list, um, they can be tagged, meaning they, a tag can mean that they've got a different interest in a different part of your business. And typically, if you're doing that with Aweber and Mailchimp, you'd have to basically duplicate people. 
and, and build a bigger list than the actual uniques that you got in in the business. Um, for instance, if you sent out to your mailing list and said, "Look, are you interested in this new t- new service?" and people said yes and joined the list, then they're in a new list. But now you've got that name that's in two lists: the main list and the new list you developed. Whereas within ConvertKit, you have the same person; they're just tagged with maybe a tag which is called main list and another tag which is called the name of the new the new feature that you're promoting. So you're not, and, and both MailChimp and Aweber, they charge you on the number of users you've got. So it, that can be somewhat frustrating because actually it's not, you, you're building your business, you're creating a new list, you're segmenting the list, and you're getting kind of penalised for it. Whereas ConvertKit, you everyone's unique and you're not doubling up on everyone um i just love it to bits and the functionality the usability there's so much more to it it's very difficult to describe without giving you screenshots but uh nathan barry is the founder that's how i came across it i've been reading his blog for a a couple of years so when he when he announced he was creating this product i was going to at least give it a you know a few hours and look at because he's a really sound guy writes some great content online and uh, yeah, just I think I'll just promote it as much as I can because I, I love love the product. That's it. I think I think I've covered a, a few different things there. Hopefully, something there's uh, uh, been useful. Something you want to go and play with or put into your business, whether it's email marketing or looking at the Google Analytics spam filter. Uh, if you've got any questions about AdWords, let me know or organic search content marketing. I know a few people up here in Scotland. It's funny how my whole business world's changed over the last couple of years with the networking, where I kind of got an expert in all these different fields, which is fantastic. Uh, and I know a bit about social media, but if someone wants to start running Facebook campaigns, there's someone up here called Gavin Bell. If someone wants to write content, then there's, I know a very good guy called Kevin Anderson. And like I already mentioned, Julie for photos. Uh, I think I've been blessed with the fact that I know these people, I can trust these people, and I'm happy to refer them. And uh, I no longer, like, say, look, you know, or I no longer try to keep up with what's happening with social media or even content marketing. I got, I'm passionate about it, but I don't get stressed out if I can't keep in keep up with it because I know there's other people that are just concentrating on it full on. You know, that they're the experts in their field. And I just get on with my AdWords. That's that's tough enough, just keeping up with all the different features that are coming out. That's not slowing down anytime soon. So it's pretty crazy, and um, but very enjoyable having access to an, a lot of experts in different fields that all make up this business marketing world that we live in. It's crazy. A bit like that conversation I had with the osteopath this morning. How do you sum up a marketing campaign to someone in in an hour but and touch on everything and answer their questions it's it's and get across this philosophy of teaching and not marketing be the best teacher you can be that's what that was a core message that came across at that conference i mentioned last year by mark sheridan be the teacher and once you say that to someone they sort of kind of relax oh i don't have to market i don't have to be selling something just teach people and they will come i mean that's what i'm finding and just on the very last thing, I wrote down 80 different questions my target audience would 
be asking on a daily basis about AdWords and the upshot from that is to write 80 articles. It's all right. <laughs> I can write the titles. I've got to write the articles so that I can answer their questions online. And that was all motivated by the conference. And I got a bit delayed and I didn't do anything last year, but I've started writing. So expect a lot more content on the actual blog about AdWords, if that's if that's of interest. And also on andybrown.org, I wrote a blog post on there a few days ago about being happier and living longer based on a study. And guess what? The secret to being happy and living longer is the relationships you have with other people and the quality of them. And that blog post, like I say, I'll give a link in the show notes, but that post is very interesting based on a study that goes back 75 years where every two years, 724 men have been interviewed. They've taken their blood samples, their medical records, uh, ask their parents, their children about their lives. And uh, as they try to aspire to have a, a happier life and live longer, it's not their wealth or um, anything else that uh, has kept them happy. The one thing that's kept them happy for all of that is the quality of their relationships. Uh, part of that article includes a 15-minute TED Talk uh, very good video and a uh, bit of a new resolution of mine to watch more TED videos because uh, you just can learn so much from them. So that's it. That's me, 8th of January, Friday afternoon, drawing in 25 past four, nearly dark. I've got to go and take Sid, my beautiful bulldog, out for a walk. Love him to bits. He's sitting here snoring away, just raised his eye up. Are we going, Dad? Not Just give me a few minutes, mate. And uh, yes, and looking forward to a, a relaxing weekend. Hope the same for you. Hope you enjoyed the show. And I will speak with you very shortly. Take care. Have you ever wished you had more visitors to your business website? where you switch a button and instantly benefit from a steady, consistent stream of new potential clients and customers. One such proven way to do this is by using Google AdWords. Unfortunately, many businesses fail to take advantage of this opportunity, make huge mistakes, and waste their marketing budget. This is why I recommend you head over to TripleYourClients.com and grab Andy's free 44-page report on the 17 ways to maximize your Google AdWords ROI today. Simply enter your name and email on the homepage to have full access to Andy's special report within seconds.